It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Wednesday edition right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 and around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Thanks for joining us today. Stick around. 320 today. We are giving away more WWE tickets. Yeah, doing that every day this week. So, as uh, people stand at our Dork Aquarium window here at our studio, to give you the layout, here at Fox Sports Radio, we have like a, our studio sits uh, in a hallway, and there's a, like a big picture window that looks out into the hallway. And people come by, and they tap on the window, and they think that like it's a, like a dork aquarium, and we're all supposed to dance for them as we're here. So anyway, there's that. Today is National Signing Day, even though it's possibly, it's not like it normally is in February. First of all, it's like 80 degrees outside. But second, all of the drama of National Signing Day is gone. It went with the early signing period. I mean, you had a couple of interesting notes from Signing Day, basically. But in theory, everything was pretty much already worked out. You kind of already knew who you had coming, who you didn't have coming, the whole thing. So, as we look to National Signing Day, we will get into what exactly the Gamecocks got, what exactly Clemson got. It's almost like Christmas morning, but not really, because as I said, the early signing period has kind of taken it away from it, really has. But I do have some comments this afternoon from Coach Dabo Sweeney, and we'll get into those Uh, Coach Muschamp meets with the media later this afternoon, so I'm not discriminating against Gamecock fans. Just because we carry Clemson sports doesn't mean that we don't cover the Gamecocks. I try to be uh, as as unbiased as I possibly can be to both teams. All right? But I do have some comments from Coach Frank Martin last night at, uh, at Kentucky. He was... As you could guess, probably just not happy. He did quote Dabo Sweeney. How many times have you heard that? Where a South Carolina coach quotes a Clemson coach. Or a Clemson coach quotes a South Carolina coach. So that's pretty interesting. We'll get into that momentarily. But I've got to give these, uh, as we start here, since it is National Signing Day, why not uh, turn the floor over to Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney? He had some comments earlier. And I thought that uh, I would share those with you. Basically, these comments kind of break down uh, what he thinks of the signing class and uh, also the plans for spring ball. So here's Coach Dabo Sweeney from earlier this afternoon. 
We also start our all-in drills next Wednesday afternoon. So that'll be a lot of fun, and that'll be the first day that those mid-years really question why they came mid-year. Uh, so, like, really? We signed up for this? Uh, so that's, that's always a fun day. And, uh, and then uh, we start spring ball three weeks from today, uh, which I'm pumped. I wish we could start next week because I'm ready to get on the field. Uh, this team is going to be very different. Uh, the dynamics are going to be very different. That's what's so much fun for me in college football is because your team changes. The dynamics of your teams change so much from year to year. Obviously, last year uh, we were going to we had this veteran defense and all these these grown men up front, and and uh, but man, we were we were going to we were we were uh, going to be a little different on the offensive side uh, with some with some new people coming in to compete and stuff and. Um, but now, most everybody's back offensively. Uh, but uh, defensively, you know, we're built a little differently. I think our linebackers and our secondary is going to be really good, uh, really good. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see some guys get their opportunities. I can't wait to see, you know, Shaq Smith run out there this spring uh, with that first group. And let's just see what him and Oskowski and Isaiah Simmons can do. Uh, it's going to be a – you know, O. Kendall Joseph and J.D. and and those guys, Trey. I mean, they've been around here a while, and uh, so it's going to be neat. You know, Chad Smith and some of these guys, and then you look at all those guys that played last year in the secondary, uh, the experience that they got, and those two young corners that got experience last year, and kind of growing them up up a little bit more. Uh, I think I think our ends are going to be a lot of fun, a lot of hunger. A lot of talent. We got some decent experience there, and then you have D tackle, where we God, literally have Silcho. Uh, and so you know, Todd Bates is—he got some work to do. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, Niles Pinkney. So the ironic thing is, and I always, I always say, that, you know, God never says oops, and and uh, glass is always half full. But Todd Bates, uh, we we talked about this the other day, but Niles Pinkney. Uh, had to have surgery on his pec. He had a little slight tear in his pec, so he's he's out for spring. Uh, but we know Niles can play, and, and Niles, will, Niles will, will come back this summer ready to go. Had an excellent year uh, in his sophomore campaign. And then Jordan Williams, um, you know, he was over there playing basketball a week or so ago, but he's had to have some type of screw or something put down in his leg. And so he's, he's going to be out for spring. Uh, and that was our two starters going in. So, uh, and one was, one's going to be a junior, and another one's going to be a sophomore. But, but the good news is, uh, both of those guys got a ton of experience this year, and, and really learned a lot, and and obviously had a great model in front of them uh, with, with those guys uh, as to what we got to do. And I think they'll provide great leadership. Uh, so that's the good news. They'll be all right. The bad news is they're not going to get any reps and. Uh, all the reps are going to freshmen, so uh, with the exception of Xavier Kelly. So, but Xavier's kind of new too because he doesn't have a lot of reps. So it's going to be a great spring, a chance for Xavier to get all those reps and see see if the, if that light comes on, he's ready to to put it all together. Um, and then uh, you know, offensively, we'll go in with four seniors up front and good experience at back, good experience at receiver. Uh, got got. Uh, uh, Couple new guys that tied in, uh, you know, that, that we'll be uh, mixing in there. So we'll see uh, see how it all works out. But we're excited about it, and uh, you know, I think this group coming in here is going to really uh, help us have the depth we need this spring to, to develop our team. That's it. Spring games April 6th, by the way, uh, if anybody's interested. So 
hopefully we'll have a great crowd for that. Niles and Jordan are going to be okay come summer. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. They'll be all right in the summer. Uh, but they're just going through the, you know, Niles had been battling a little peck uh, issue and, you know, it was kind of one of those things that he could, he could, he could or couldn't. And, uh, you know, as far as getting it, going ahead and getting it fixed, but, but uh, he just felt more comfortable about going ahead and getting it done. And, and uh, especially, I think, with the experience he got this spring, I think he feels good about his development uh, and just wants to be, feel 100%. And, uh, with the walk-ons, does that mean Herb Street now has to say great things about you guys? <laughs> no, I don't think it works that way. Uh, but uh, I think, I think it, uh, he's got to do his job. We've got to do ours. Coach Dabo Sweeney at his uh, press conference earlier talking about, of course, National Signing Day. Um, I think the the most interesting thing that comes out of that uh, that little press briefing there was the way that they're already looking towards next season. They're already he's already talking about the differences between this year's team and this coming year's team. So, yeah, interesting stuff there. Uh, one player that Clemson missed on, and since uh, we're being asked about that on Facebook Live today, is uh, Justin uh, Ely. I think his name is Justin Ely. Um, his name is Ely, the running back for... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes. It's Jerry and Ely. So this young man decided to play uh, with Ole Miss, but that was a Clemson target that a lot of folks thought that he was kind of heading that way. And... I thought that um, the more and more I looked at it, though, he said over and over and over again that he wants to be a baseball player. And I just think that I think the era of the two-sport athlete is gone. I mean, there's so many kids that just don't do it now. I just think that it comes back down to we want you focused on one sport and I, I don't know about the conversations they had up there at Clemson, but I venture to say that that had to come up. Now, this is a young man that may be taken in the top 20 in the MLB draft um, later on this year. So if you're a top 20 pick in baseball, I mean, you have the opportunity to go and make that money, or you can go play football. There's going to be a lot of guys that want to go play baseball. This young man, Ely, said, quote, baseball has my heart. He's projected as the 18th best prospect in this year's MLB draft. So he commits to Ole Miss. And I know a lot of Clemson fans were upset. I could see the uh, the frustration on Twitter. First of all, slow down, Clemson fans. All right? Slow down just a little bit. You can't get every guy. Okay, let's make sure we understand that. But if it makes you feel any better, I don't think that this—I don't think this kid's going to play football at all. I think he's going to sign with. I think he's, he'll be a top twenty draft pick, and he will head to uh, um, whatever major league team drafts him. I, I don't think that he's going to uh, to suit up in college football at all. But uh, that's one young man that the Tigers did miss on. They did get commitments from several other young folks today, though. They did get a running back commit from Charleston. As I'm pulling up my stuff on that here now, as I got all my signing day notes, they're like spread out all over everything. Oh, yeah, Michael Dukes. This uh, young man is a three-star running back from Charleston. 
And he played on the Skeezer level, nearly 9,000 career rushing yards at First Baptist. Just a special, special player. Almost a man among boys where, where he was playing. So uh, 5'10", 191 pounds, three-star running back from Charleston. So that's the running back that Clemson ended up with. And not saying ended up with, that's the one that ended up going to the program. So, yeah, there's that. But I think the young man from Missouri, uh, Ole Miss is going to, I think he'll sign with Major League Baseball. If he's a top 20 pick, that's where he's going to go. Now, South Carolina, on the other hand, they had a couple of signings today that were interesting. You know, Coach Will Muschamp has talked over and over and over again about depth. And if you looked at last year's team, depth was a problem. But also the secondary was a problem. And Coach Muschamp is a whiz with defensive backs. I think that he is a, um, he's a guy that just builds great defensive backs. So he's starting to fulfill some of that with these recruiting classes. Today, Jaquie Sorrell announced that uh, he is going to play for South Carolina. He was a former Florida commitment, the fourth defensive line tackle for this year's class. So with this year's class, they got the five-star defensive end Zach Pickens from Anderson, who I think is going to be a very special player. Four-star defensive end Joseph Anderson. Three-star Juco defensive end Devontae Davis. And then this young man, Sorrells. The Gamecocks basically reinvented their entire defensive line. Not that it was bad last year. The Gamecocks defensive line, when they had everybody in there, is pretty good. Pretty good. But now they have depth. And if you look at Clemson, which it's easier just to look up at Clemson because they're right here in state and you use them as an example. Clemson had several guys that could go in and play. And that's kind of the model that Will Muschamp is going after. He's going with the trying to build up as much defensive depth as he can. And that's smart. Now, this is a carbon copy of what he did at Florida, though. When he left Florida, Florida had a monumental defense. Just didn't have any offense. So, for Gamecock fans, you have to be thinking, all right, hopefully he's smart enough to know, hey, I've got to do some stuff here with the offense. They did bring in the big quarterback, Ryan Helensky, and you don't know how great these guys are until they actually suit up. One guy that I will put put the Rob stamp on, the Rob star, I guess we could call it, is the young man, Zach Pickens, from the upstate. I just, everything I've seen from him, every interview you've seen from him, this kid's a winner. Getting him to go to South Carolina is a big deal for Muschamp. But getting this young man, Sorrells, is also a big deal. And if you look at all these signing classes, the interesting thing is, is not every kid pans out. Not every kid pans out. Some of these kids transfer. Some of them never play. This time last year, you know, we were talking about, uh, about Mr. Football going to South Carolina. And what happened? He didn't play a down. He didn't play a meaningful down. But South Carolina does pick up a couple of uh, big, uh, the one big prospect today, Jaquise Sorrells. They also get a defensive back that they were in the mix for. Three-star safety, Jamie Robinson from uh, Leesburg, Georgia. 
he, according to what I'm reading here, has been a long-term, long-time target for Coach Muschamp. South Carolina was one of the first of four schools that uh, he visited officially, and he chose the Gamecocks over Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee. So, yeah, there you go with that. So that's the two big signings for the Gamecocks today for what is finally the end of uh, the signing day period. We have, like, the early signing day, and then we have, like, the real signing day, which is today. Clemson brings in, it looks like, 29 guys. And the highest-rated guy that they're bringing in would be probably Sheridan Jones, Frank Latson, those two, as the Tigers. And then they got another one here. Oh, uh, yeah, William uh, Putnam, a guard. He rates out pretty high as well. So interesting stuff there for both schools. If you want to respond, um, what you think about the signing class, and with what Coach Sweeney said, too, where – the guys that are playing, that are etched in as your defensive lineman next year for Clemson, aren't going to play in the spring. So Clemson's spring game is going to be nothing but freshmen on the defensive line going against Trevor Lawrence. Good luck. Good luck, sir. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to work out. I, I, I picture Trevor Lawrence and Chase Bryce lighting up the field. And it's not saying anything bad about the Clemson defense. Just saying. It's going to be interesting. Out to the phones real quick here. Welcome into the rundown. Good afternoon. Rob, Sam, you're sounding good. Well, I try. Man, you're doing, you're doing a great job, my man. All right. Hey, man, you got to hold on for me through the break, man. Hold on. We got to go to a break. Not a problem. Not a problem. All right, man. Hold on. All right. So we got to go to a quick break here when we come back. We'll have more of your calls on National Signing Day right here on The Rundown. Of course, this is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Several calls uh, are lined up. Also, reaction on Facebook Live. Clemson fans saying they're too deep. Uh, Mike says an embarrassment of riches for the Gamecocks. Okay. Well, we'll find out about that as well. But check out the podcast for this show. Also, we will have an update from uh, Baseball America, an actual uh, one of the writers from Baseball America on tomorrow's show. So look forward to that with the college baseball season kicking off. More of the rundown in just a moment. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. And welcome to... Back to the rundown. I'm a little bit slippery today. Normally, I'm like I try to come across as like I'm silky smooth, but uh, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm gonna do the best I can to to make it go. All right, we're gonna head back out to the phone because I promised this caller we'd uh, take him back because we ran out of time earlier. And here we go. Welcome back, sir. Thanks for holding on, man. How you doing? Mr. Saunders, I'm doing great, man, and and don't worry about it, man. You you're smooth every day, my brother. I, I try, man. I, I like I want to be like an FM DJ at some point. I, I just want to do it for like one day, but I have a my voice sounds like a cat in a blender, so I gotta I gotta work around that. I gotta figure out how to be smooth and not be, you know, like I am. Well, so I, we're working on that. I'm, I, I know a few people. I'm gonna get you up there on stage and let let you uh, spin them, you know, zip them records back and forth. Then uh, <laughs> we'll have a big party. I can spin the hits. 
What you got for the show today, man? Do it. What you got for well, the show I, today? I, I, I want to tell you, uh, you about the recruiting class. Um, yeah. I want to talk about Clemson and South Carolina. First of all, let me say South Carolina. I'll, I've said this before, and I'll re, I'll say it again. If Steve Spurrier can't get it done, Muschamp sure can't get it done. And and one more thing on Carolina, they will never, ever win a national championship. Not going to happen. Clemson will be back in the Final Four again next year. And also, I, I don't know, I, I don't think I've mentioned my name. This is Overton's Orange. Um, but you know what? I I don't know if you've heard or not, Mr. Sanders, but I, I retired from uh, Lawton, the Swami show I, I retired why'd you retire from the swan show of course you're talking about well, clemson sports talk which is up here from four to six the, yes sir absolutely All right well i i don't uh have many reasons why i've retired but we we just let's leave it at my official retirement um <laughs> fair and, enough all right. Yeah, well, hey, tell me, tell me real quick what you think about the signing class, real quick, because I got some more people waiting. Head up, man. Oh, our, our, yeah, our, real quick, our class, um, we did very well as usual. Um, we got, uh, we got every every position filled up. We're, like I said, we're strong, and we're going to be back in the final four again. There's no doubt in my mind. Next, there, we we just reloaded. All right. Well, hey, man, thanks for joining the show today. I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, take care. Later. All right, man. Thanks a lot. So there you go. There's a caller that uh, is on the Clemson train today. Let's take, head out to the phones one more time. Sir, welcome into the program. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, what you got for the show today? Man, that last caller was the best caller of the year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> is that but what you were calling like to tell me? No, I'd like to reaffirm my commitment to the Clemson Sports Talk Show and Lawton Swan for uh, a lot of reasons. So uh, so, so yeah. Lawton loses one recruit and gathers another. Okay. What am I, like, the uh, agent he, here or what? I'm, firm, I'm all in. I'm firmly I'm, – I'm signed my letter of intent. I've uh, signed my financial aid. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm going to be there for probably 20 or 30 years like Hunter Renfro, but um, – <laughs> I will agree. With, I will. I will agree with that guy. Yeah, we will be in the final four, and I don't think. I think there's a new NCAA bylaw that requires Clemson to be there, and I can tell you right now, this is hot take of 2019. Smoking here comes. Will, will, will not be there in Alabama. I promise you. Clemson. Well. You know what? I, I have people that are that are Gamecock fans that are telling me they think, and that this is a realistic thing. This isn't like some of the like far off the reservation Gamecock fans. They think that the the chink has been found in Alabama's Auburn or in Alabama's armor, and they think that they may shock the world and beat them here in Columbia in well, uh, I, September. I, 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 I mean, it doesn't. Uh, really. I, I believe that Carolina's going to beat Alabama. It has nothing to do with talent on the field or the coaching abilities of the the two coaching staff. It has to do with several things. Uh, uh, it's a it's a road game. It's early in the season. Um, 
you're going to have a fairly veteran team in South Carolina. You're going to have a fired up crowd, and you you've got you've got a you've got a Clemson. I really do feel like did put a uh, hint in that mystique of in the aura around Alabama of invincibility. Now, obviously, South Carolina does not have the talent to match up with Alabama like Clemson did and dominate them the way Clemson did. But I just think that the, all of the factors that I mentioned before could result in improbable upset. And uh, so I, I, I firmly believe Alabama is not going to be in the playoffs. I think that, uh, that Carolina has a very good chance of beating Alabama. And uh, I think Alabama goes nine and three next year, um, and does not win their division, obviously, and uh, goes and plays a, you know, Central Florida or somebody in a bowl and gets beat. Thanks. Hey, man, I appreciate you calling with uh, that stuff today. Thanks a lot, buddy. All right, we're gonna head back out to the phones in just a second, but really quick here. Uh, I kind of agree with him on the front of they're going to be playing early in the season because let's remember this, Alabama doesn't schedule home-and-homes with anybody else. So playing a conference team away from Tuscaloosa is not something that they're used to. So I'm not saying that South Carolina is going to beat Alabama. I'm just saying that they have just as good a shot as anybody else, in my opinion. it's not. I don't think it's going to be where they're just completely outwitted, outmatched. I think being at home will help them because, once again, Alabama doesn't schedule anybody, ever. That's why they play the Citadel. No offense, Citadel Bulldogs fans. They play an FCS team every November. They don't play home-and-homes with anybody. It's always a neutral site, and it's going to come back and bite them in the butt. And it may happen here in Columbia. Of course, uh, next season, September the 14th. All right, Elvis is going to join the show right now. Elvis is going to cut a wrestling promo. He wants to go see SmackDown Live. Elvis, what's up, brother? Yes, sir. You ready? You got your wrestling promo? Have at it, man. You got 45 seconds. Go. Uh, Yes, man. It's our good buddy Shane Shane Dorr. Excuse me. Uh, I'd like to get him in the ring, man. I'd I'd hit him with a uh, big boot. Uh, then I'd hit him with a, a big leg drop like Hulk Hogan used to. I'd stand him up, give him a rock bottom, hit him with a people's elbow. Then I'd jump onto the top ropes and do a flying elbow like the uh, macho man Randy Savage. And I'd take him for the one, two, three, and the victory at PCW. Eye of the... Yeah. All right. Well, hey, man, thank you for that. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining the show today, Elvis. Good stuff there, cutting wrestling promos as he is uh, trying to get him tickets to go to the WWE event coming up on uh, February the 23rd. All right, so we're taking calls for that, too, if you want to get involved this afternoon, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. We uh, will finish up with our signing day talk. Also look ahead to basketball tonight. John on Facebook Live says Clemson minus four tonight. That is easy money if you are in the land where you can place a bet. Kind of agree with him. I think the Tigers went big tonight. So we'll get into that. We also have, oh, man, other stuff we'll get into. Frank Martin quoting Dabo Sweeney. How often does that happen? 
More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Several folks chiming in on what I said earlier about Alabama and South Carolina next season. Look, I'm not calling and sitting here and saying that Alabama's going to lose to South Carolina. I'm just saying Alabama's not used to being in a situation that early in the season where they're going to face a team with SEC talent. They're not because they, they punk their schedule every year. They play teams at neutral sites. They don't schedule anybody in a home-and-home. Everybody, you must come to Tuscaloosa. That's the way that it is. And they lean on the fact that they play in the SEC, and they, they, they expect people to continue to believe the absolute lie, which I've explained before, that the SEC is God's gift to conferences, and no one can remotely throw anything at the SEC. That's why there were a ton of people that looked stupid after Clemson beat them by four touchdowns. Okay? Because they've been fed the SEC crap forever, saying, oh, well, they're in the best conference in the world, and they have to play this team and that team and everything else. It's not just about that. It's not just about that. Just because you play in the SEC and you do well in the SEC doesn't mean that you are just the greatest team ever. Case in point, look what happened to Alabama. It's really not up for discussion. I'm just saying Alabama has this SEC mentality of we're not scheduling anybody, which they never do, unless it's a neutral site. And... Since they have to play South Carolina early, things may flip the Gamecocks way a little bit. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that South Carolina has the talent to play with Alabama because they don't. And a lot of teams don't have the talent to play with Alabama. Let's make sure we put that out there as well. But Alabama does not schedule stuff like this early in the season. Maybe there can be something that could happen where... That game could be a lot more interesting. I think if you ask somebody right now, hey, what do you think the line's going to be on that Alabama uh, or Alabama South Carolina game? I think they'd favor Alabama by what, 12, 13, 14 points? Nobody's played yet. But I'm just saying, if you told me I had to set a line, I think Alabama would be about a two touchdown favorite. But. When you face things you normally don't face, things can happen. Things can happen. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to get involved with the program this afternoon, feel free to uh, check in with us. You can call up and uh, cut your cut a wrestling promo. We'll get you, try to get you some WWE tickets. We're doing that throughout the week. Thanks to Elvis for uh, joining the show earlier. Also, you know what? I've got some uh, comments from Coach Frank Martin. We'll get into that with the next segment. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about Clemson's uh, thing tonight. They're on the road at Georgia Tech. They're looking for their seventh straight win in the series and their third straight ACC victory. Now, I've got SI.com's bubble watch in front of me here. And what's amusing about the bubble watch is that 
at the start of the season, they only have eight teams that are consi- they consider locks. Locks. Duke, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Michigan, Michigan State, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia. So they're not really reaching out very far there. Okay? But they do have Clemson as a bubble team as of right now. Here's the write-up they have on Clemson. They said they've been one of the most disappointing teams in the country this season, failing to come through in all eight of the games it's played against likely or potential at-large teams. Its best win of the season came against Lipscomb, but that win combined with an absence of bad losses won't get the Tigers into the dance. They're going to have to start picking off good teams soon, and there better be there be no better time to get their first meaningful win than Saturday when they host Virginia Tech. I think that statement's pretty valid. I really do. They got to beat some of these teams that are on the cusp of being in the tournament. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But Clemson tonight will uh, match up with Georgia Tech. Brad Brownell's 15 and four. Clemson will play in Georgia Tech. Looks for number 16 tonight. The Tigers will also. Um, Send out Elijah Thomas. He had his 17th career double-double in a victory over Wake Forest, which, by the way, Wake Forest is still not a good basketball team. I watched some of their game last night. Oof. Just not good. Uh, for responses from earlier, Positive Mike says, just because Bama lost to Clemson doesn't mean Bama is done and will start losing to South Carolina and scrub teams. I don't think Mike's gathering what I'm saying here. I'm just saying that Alabama normally doesn't schedule anyone that is not an FCS team or at a neutral site this early in the season. They don't have tough games for Alabama. It's like the SEC hammers them at the end of the season. Their their tough in-conference games are generally towards the end of the season. It's not like they're starting off week one in SEC play, generally, with an LSU or something like that. They may get a tune-up game with Ole Miss. But I'm serious. If you look at what Alabama does every year with their schedule, it is an absolute travesty that that they can sit here and say, oh, we have the toughest schedule in the country. Because they'll say that. You could sit here and talk with an Alabama fan that's got an old uh, Bear Bryant hat. They'll tell you this. Well, we play this and we play that. Mike online says Saban has yet to win at Williams Bryce. Yes, but see, Mike feeds into my regular argument. When you're in the SEC, you don't play Alabama every year. You, if you're playing in the East, you don't play Alabama every year. You don't play LSU every year. You don't play Auburn every year. So thanks for reaffirming that for me, Mike. Because Saban's what only had one time that he's actually come to Williams Bryce, and he's on one there. You're right. I think if Saban took some of these other teams that he had in there, he'd probably be a little bit better than that. But I think, what was his first year he goes into Williams-Brice and loses? Yep, Mike is completely right about that. But it comes back to what I said. You don't play everybody in the SEC every year. All right, so Clemson tonight, they need this win if they want to make the tournament. I mean, this is one of those that could be a bad loss. Now, this is a Georgia Tech team, by the way, that held a lead at the half over Duke. So they have some talent. They run a zone that can kind of may throw Clemson some problems. 
But Clemson needs to win this game to set up for the next game. The next game is always the biggest game, but this next game with Virginia Tech, they've got to win that game if they want a chance, I think, to sneak in to the NCAA tournament. It'll help pad their resume. I still think at nine wins, nine conference wins, ten conference wins, they'll probably get in. But if you really want to really solidify, that way you're not sweating on Selection Sunday, my advice to you is to pick up a win over Virginia Tech. As I'm sneezing here this afternoon, but that Virginia Tech win on Saturday, if they can get it, that could be what Clemson needs to head to the tournament. All right, more of the rundown in just a moment. Some comments from Coach Frank Martin. Coach Frank Martin quoting Dabo Sweeney last night. Yeah, I'll play that for you in just a moment. You're listening to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Tough loss for the Gamecock basketball team last night. They go on the road to Kentucky, and it just didn't work out well for the Gamecocks. You know, Chris Silva gets into foul trouble, finishes with four points and four rebounds. Trey Campbell had a good night, 12 points, 11 of them in the first half, though. And that's kind of what kept the Gamecocks close early. But it ended up coming back to what normally happens with Kentucky. Kentucky just blows people out at home. Not very many teams go in to Rupp Arena and get wins. It's not, it just doesn't happen very often. But uh, I've got some comments from Coach Frank Martin. Let's play some of those real quick here. On the rundown, this is from last night after the Gamecocks lose by 28 to Kentucky. We, we, uh, we continue to struggle with physicality. Uh, anytime we play a team uh, that plays with physicality, uh, we, we haven't answered the bell this year. And that continued to make. Frank, we've done it was obviously a big key coming into this one. What happened on the glass tonight? Physicality. It's, it just, it's not just rebounding. It's... Uh, we can't run offense because guys won't, our guys won't screen. Our guards won't use the screens. Um, we're not strong enough to hold post-ups. Uh, you know, defensively, we can't get, you know, they screen you. And it's been our problem all year. We, we can't get through screens. Uh, you know, Chris is going to get in foul trouble. It's life. It's, it's four years of it on the road against, you know, quality opponents. He's going to be in foul trouble. So, you know. I need to probably bring an extra suit when we go on the road so he can just sit on the bench and pull the clipboard. You know, but we, it's, uh, rebounding is just a stat. See, screening, boxing out, uh, getting open, setting screens, there's no stat for that. Rebounding is just a stat that represents physicality. We got beat to lose balls. Um, Rebounding demonstrates our lack of physicality. We're, we're not a very physical team. We're, anytime I'm telling you, any, it's been all year. You guys have covered us. You know, anytime we play a team that, that plays with any kind of physicality, we, uh, like I said, we don't answer the bell. Frank, you've got a question, please. Uh, yeah, I've got the uh, raise your hand. Frank, what did you see from EJ Montgomery on the film going into tonight, and then what kind of difference did he make for Kentucky? Yeah, EJ, nah, EJ wasn't a McDonald's All-American because he's no good, you know. It's, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know Cal's team. You know, I'm not at practice every day. But, you know, he's got three guys on the front line, two 
two of which started last year that are both real good and a fifth year senior. So I'm sure EJ's, you know, keeps getting better because he's dealing with those guys in practice. He got an opportunity today. Uh, he was extremely active and on the interior. He protected the rim. Uh, he rebounded every ball that came off the rim. Um, you know, that's uh, that's a credit to EJ. That, that, you know, they called his number today and he responded and played with, with uh, you know, played with physicality and, and just uh, uh, created problems for us. Frank, it seemed like they made up their mind early to go right at you guys in the paint. How hard was it to try to stand up in front of them uh, consistently? Yeah, it's, it goes back to the same thing. I'm telling you, Dave, it's, you know, they set screens and our guards didn't get through the screens. And we spent two days preparing on defending the low post. To defend teams that are going to pass the ball into low post like we do on offense, um, you have to be good on the perimeter. That means the ball can't get to certain places on the floor. If not, defending McDonald All-Americans becomes very, very difficult on the low post. We weren't very good getting through screens, and we were really bad at defending the low post. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that goes back, you know, give Kentucky credit. They, they, they executed uh, their game plan, and they played the way that their team plays, regardless of who the opponent is. And, uh, you know, we, we hung in there for a while today, but as the game got physical, we we, we didn't have some go. Next question. Frank, the shot less than 30% in the second half. What was, was Kentucky doing something that caught you guys off balance there, or was it guys making rushing shots? No, we never won any kind of offense. You know, Kentucky came down, threw the ball inside every time, so we could never get the open court. They grabbed I'm 23, four offensive rebounds. You're not going to run if you can't get a defensive rebound. And so we could never get in the open court. That We got to play in the open court on offense, uh, but we never did. So now we have to execute half-court offense, and we couldn't execute. They, they defended us. Their guards, more freshmen like our guards, uh, took us out completely of what we were trying to do on offense. And then, you know, you play without Chris, and, you know, you, you, we, we just, it's, it's hard to score in the paint if your guards aren't driving, aren't using screens, and, and then the big guys uh, don't play with any kind of presence in the paint. Follow up. Frank, a 6-3 and three through the first half of league play, considering all the injuries and some of the other issues you guys have faced this year, how pleased are you with that record through the first half? I, we can be 0-9, 9-0, I, that's irrelevant to me. You know, that's irrelevant to me. I'm into getting better. We didn't get better today. We didn't answer the bell today. We we, we practiced well. We had two real good practices. I had no complaints coming into the game. I thought we were ready to go. But uh, we didn't answer the bell. The, 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 you know, the uh, uh, records to me are – I think Dabble Sweeney said there's nothing more irrelevant than the halftime score. To me, there's nothing more irrelevant than your record. You know, it's about the next day. It's about getting better. It's whenever you have an opportunity playing better than you did last time. We didn't do that today, and, and, and that's that's what's disappointing. We've got nine more to play. Uh, we got to uh, not dwell on, on today. It is what it is. It's, uh, uh, you know, we, we've gotten to a point in the season where your team is who it's going to be. You're not going to change the personality of your team. So we got to make sure that we continue to become the best version of us that we can be. Coach Frank Martin last night at Kentucky, just a disappointing performance there for the Gamecock basketball team. I It came down to just what he said. Kentucky got more rebounds. When you rebound and you have great guard play, 
you're going to win a lot of basketball games. He did question his team's toughness there, though. He, he did. And he said, you know, you've seen us all year. We're not a tough team. His words, not mine. And that makes you think, though, if he doesn't think that they're tough, they're not going to change. Or is he using that as a motivation to get them moving? The Gamecock team that won at Vanderbilt, that was a tough basketball team. The Gamecock team that won at Florida, the Gamecock team that won against Auburn, that uh, is a tough basketball team. For some reason, and a lot of it has to do with talent, with Kentucky and Tennessee, when you drop games like that, though, they can make you look bad, regardless of who you are. So I don't think their, their season book has been written yet. Nine more conference games to play. They do well there. We'll see what happens in the SEC tournament. All right, more of the rundown tomorrow. Of course, uh, we're giving away more wrestling tickets tomorrow, so stand by for that. 803-978-1832 tomorrow. 320, we'll take your wrestling promo calls. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk is next. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Check out his show. He will uh, take you home this afternoon. Follow me on Twitter. Matt Rob sounds good. Tonight, the podcast will be up about 5 o'clock. With that, this show is a wrap.